What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Welcome to Creature Feature, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the show... Bunnies! Buns, 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 buns. We're talking all things lagomorphs, from hares to rabbits to domesticated bunnies. We'll learn that rabbits don't lay colorful eggs, but they do eat their own poop. Discover this more as we answer the usual question, could a rabbit fly on those ears with enough thrust? Joining me today is close friend of the pod, producer at iHeartRadio, writer for AV Club and Vulture, producer of Fake Doctors, real friends, and my buddy, Joelle Monique. Hi, hey. How are you? Good. It's so good to have you back. I'm so glad to be back, especially talking about the most adorable creatures on God's earth. I love little bun buns in their bun ear. Bun. Oh, their little nose. Are, oh, bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, we got we got the bunnies. We got so many bunnies. I, I got a lot of requests to do a bunny sode. Um, I get it. Uh, you, me, your audience has always been great, and clearly their excellence hasn't slowed down yes, in my absence. They have very good taste uh, in terms of episodes, and uh, I'll, let, I'll just read a couple of the emails I got asking for a bunny sode. <laughs> this was from Max, who got a bunny rabbit called Dr. Seuss, and uh, Max writes, For such a quiet animal, they have their own unique language of communication, thumps, bumping, feet flicks, nudging, flopping. There's so many ways my bunny disses me in rabbit language every day. It might also be a good place (laughs) to plug that rabbits aren't the easy beginner pets that they are often sold as in pet stores. The shelter Uh I volunteer with is overrun with bunnies that have been abandoned. I feel like people often think bunnies are cute, but don't realize the depth of care that they require. And that's from Max. Thank you, Max. Yeah, that's I think that's a really good thing to note. 
Bunnies require a lot of space and exercise, and they have lots of needs. I mean, heck, they are built for running around. Uh, they're not just a cute little table sort of setting that you put in a basket for Easter. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a hamster, y'all. Mm-mm. Okay, They're they are bigger. not. They, they are not. More. They are not made out of chocolate, uh, so don't even try that. Um, <laughs> Do not bite your bunny's foot. It is lucky, <laughs> but only while it's attached to the bunny. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I think rabbits can make good pets, but like all pets, uh, they require a lot of care, and they are a commitment. Domesticated rabbits can live. Around 10 years, if even wow. if not longer. So, yeah, if you want to get a bunny rabbit, do your research first because they require lots of care, lots of attention. And they're different from cats and dogs. They require different things. Like, you're not going to be able to, well, maybe some people can get their rabbit to use a litter box. But in general, no, they're not going to do that. So, What magician is training their rabbit to use a litter box? That seems... Oh, man, that's like cats that use the toilet. That's the next level dog or yeah. next level animal training. Yeah, I think I don't know, like, how reliable the uh, litter box training would be for a bunny rabbit. <laughs> I feel like that would be sort right. of if the rabbit feels like it. Yes. Situation. Uh, and this is from Jessica, who writes, I think it's about time you gave some lagomorph love and cleared up the nasty rumor that rabbits are rodents, even though I love rodents. Okay. Plus, pikas. So, yes, let's talk about rabbits, let's talk about lagomorphs, and let's talk about pikas. So, I don't even know what a pika is. <laughs> it's what a Pikachu says. Pika, pika. Uh, oh, my God. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so, yeah, what is a bunny? You know, it seems like a simple enough question, but it's got a pretty long answer. So, rabbits, hares, and jackrabbits are all lagomorphs which are a distinct order of animals separate from rodents. So, no, they are not rodents. Are they cousins of transmorphers? <laughs> of uh, of animorphs? Or of animorphs. Listen, right. all, all of the morphing abilityed animals do lagomorphs share characteristics. Mighty Morphin Rabbit Rangers? <laughs> yeah. A show I would 10,000 percent watch. <laughs> All the action of Power Rangers with the cuteness of bunnies. <laughs> a bunny forming like a mega bunny that shoots missiles. Yeah, no, I'm into it. Imagine if bunnies could shoot missiles. Oh, Nobody's so mess. They're going to be defenders of the innocent. What a cute death pow, pow, pow. that would be. <laughs> oh, yeah, you die of cuteness. <laughs> so pikas are actually the other members of Lagomorpha. So they are found in rocky mountainous regions in North America and Asia. And they don't really look too much like rabbits. They look like an adorable cross between a rabbit and a mouse. Their ears are short and round, and they grow to be just about over a half a foot in length, about 15 to 20 centimeters and they're very noisy with these loud little squeaking calls. So, yeah, they, they when you look at one, it would be hard to really guess that they would be related to a bunny. Looks more like an overgrown mouse. Yes, but like all of the characteristics of a mouse that I find scary, not present here. <laughs> like, yes, obviously they look like a mouse, but their whiskers are like double the size of their face. Which, first of all, just makes instantly more adorable, okay? Very cute, yes. Uh, the ears are so, like, maybe half the size of their head. So think, like, Mickey Mouse. You know how Mickey Mouse, like, 
a characterization of a mouse with the big ears. This mouse is an actual living. Right. Like, Mickey Mouse is a pika, is what I'm saying. Yeah. This is what Mickey Mouse wishes he was. <laughs> Truly. He's so, and the fur is like longer. I can't see a tail in this, so I'm not sure what we're dealing. Are we dealing with long rodent tail? Yeah, they have like pretty smooth butts. I don't think they have much of, it's sort of more like a hamster situation. I'm pretty this sure. This is in the running for cutest animal on the planet. <laughs> um, other animals are really going to need to bring their game. Oh, mm -hmm. and they carry little foods in their mouth. Oh little flowers, God. yeah. Oh, so cute. They like to use vegetation to line their burrow, so sometimes they're carrying flowers around and they will use that to help line their burrow or, or to eat, and it's very cute. Well, the natural next question is, are they domesticated? Could you bring one into your home and love it as a pet companion? I don't think so. No! I'd say no. I know. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, if uh, there, if you want something like a domesticated pika, I guess a gerbil would be the closest thing. They're not, they're not all they're that not related, but they, the they look similar. That's Listen, true. I've, though. Yep. I've owned many a gerbil, and I loved them, and they are great pets. This is not gerbil slander. I'm just saying, not anti gerbil. The pika is cuter. That's true. It's true. I can't deny it. Oh my gosh, there's a book called American Pika's Little Chief Hairs of the West. It's by Alice and Dr. Jong. I don't know if it's any good, but the cover, adorable. And if there's a picture book of just these like great little hairs from the West, I I have to look to see if I need to purchase it. I mean, I now I want, instead of like Fievel Goes West and Fievel yes. in America, yes. get rid of that mouse. Replace get him out it of with here. Pika. Get him out of here. Let's, Mice let's... are over. Canceled. Let's reclassify Mickey as the pika he's always been <laughs> and move for Oh, my word. Okay. I could go down that Google rabbit hole forever. Ah, or pika I didn't hole, even need mean. to do it. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so that is, those are indeed part of the uh, Lagomorpha order. And in terms of what we think of as bunnies and rabbits, there are rabbits, hares, and jackrabbits. And these are in the family Leporidae. So they all share similar features. They have big hind legs and long ears, the classic rabbit shape. So the difference between rabbits versus hares and jackrabbits is really interesting. So hares and jackrabbits tend to be a bit larger and leaner with much bigger ears and are also, they have different behaviors, so they're more solitary. Rabbits will oh. often live in social groups. They'll live in warrens, which are these groups of burrows, uh, whereas hares typically live in pairs or on their own. In fact, with rabbits, the, the social uh, life of rabbits can be really extravagant. So larger rabbit warrens, such as European rabbit warrens, can house around 20 individuals with multiple Ooh. entrances. If you've ever A read bunny apartment complexes. <laughs> yes, exactly. If you've ever read Watership Down, first of all, I'm sorry. And secondly, and yes. you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh that listen, if you're into the bunnies and you love them, don't watch Watership Down. No. Okay. It'll traumatize this, you. Absolutely. This new one, this for the children, the newfangled one, uh, it tells the same story, but it's like Tones down the graphic nature like 80%. Is that it's the uh, CGI one? Yes. Yeah. Is, 
it, it's fine. It's good. It's probably better that you watch that one as compared to the one from the 70s, which yeah. is just a bloodbath. It's a bloodbath of chaos and horror. Yeah. I watched that movie as an adult. I discovered Watered <laughs> Down at like 26 and was emotionally scarred. I was like, who did this? I can't imagine having seen it for the first time as a child. I read the books as a kid and uh, yeah, they were mm. bad. I mean, they were excellent books. Very, very good well literature. books. Yes. Very good books. Uh, very sad about the bunnies, though, and all the horrible things they go through. Yeah, it's it's tough. I will say these jackrabbits, though, I feel like I don't see... I feel like we, as our media has not done enough for them as we have yes. done for the stereotypical rabbits that we are more familiar with. Because first of all, these ears are iconic. Yes. I, I imagine it's because they cool down, cool them down. They're like yeah. giant, very thin, lots of veins running through them. Exactly. Very good guess. They're statuesque. They're tall. They've got big, like, beautiful eyes. And I feel like, a, a, you know, a warrior spirit coming from this animal. Like, yeah. it, it could F its prey up. <laughs> no, I agree. I love hares. Uh, I, I mean, rabbits are very cute. Love them. But there's something mystical about a hare. Like, it looks like it has seen into the universe and it has infinite mm. wisdom. And it's yes. also like a warrior. It, it's really, they're very cool looking animals like kind of, yeah. like badass yeah yeah like if i had to combine i would say it's like an owl meets an elephant in a smaller <laughs> body like you have all the wisdom of both the owl and the elephant but also you know all the ferociousness of the owl and the elephant owls are all talons and claws and elephants you know despite the fact that they're like in packs you know but you can't mess with an elephant's crew uh, yeah this jackrabbit is very impressive yeah, yeah. They they look like they can tell the future and also kick your butt. And so there are there are differences uh, in terms of their development between these uh, hares and the rabbits. So baby rabbits are actually born blind and helpless and they tend oh, to be no. born uh yeah, they're the, the little pink little jelly bean, you know, just like like a kitten or a puppy when they're born and they're just a little pink tube of cuteness. Like that, that's a baby bunny. Like n newborn baby rabbits are pink, furless, blind, helpless. And th that's why it also helps. Like they have these social structures, the burrows and the, the larger warrens. And that helps out with uh, babies that are born more defenseless because they're born in a, a sort of protected area. Whereas baby hares are born already able to see. They already have fur and they're already able to fend for themselves. And they're typically born in a nest of grass above ground rather than in a burrow. First of all, a newborn hare. So, okay, I obviously am going to be calling everything cute. But like, <laughs> as cute as the pike is, it's got fur you can brush. And its ears are so, like, mini but big for its body, but still tiny. <laughs> and his little beady eyes. Oh, my God. Oh, I know. I want to pet one. I shouldn't, but I want to. <laughs> They are adorable. They fit, you know, in the palm of your hand. They they just start, look like little kitties. And I, I like the, you know, when like a baby kitten or puppy or baby rabbit is born and the little pink, the little weird pink weirdos that they are. Yeah. I like that. But it is like astonishing when a baby is born like a baby animal and they just already have their little fluffy fur and they look just kind of like a miniaturized version of the adult's. 
It's really cute. So um, cute. The, the baby hairs are called leverets, and the baby rabbits are called kittens. Oh, okay. That's weird. Science, <laughs> what are we doing? Why, why are baby rabbits called kittens? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, they. I, I don't know. They. They call, a lot of a lot of baby mammals are called kittens. Baby foxes, baby cats, baby bunnies. I'm gonna guess probably a lot of other baby animals are also called kittens. Um, but yeah, we they aren't just baby cats. We can also call baby okay. rabbits kits. Yeah, I've got. I've heard of kits before, which I suppose I should have just connected that kits is short for kittens, and maybe kitten just at one point meant baby. There's a tiny baby thing. Sometimes guys in the old days call ladies kitten. So I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to put two and two together here. I'm trying to make the math work for me. It's so weird to call a little baby bunny a kitten if you ask me. They're also, the males are called bucks and the females are called does, just like deer. So a little confusing too. Because then you'd We're, think, well, wouldn't you call the babies fawns? But no, then they're called leverets or kittens. So... Yeah, who knows what was going on when people were naming these things. I, I just think of old-timey scientists who were around the time when we still had a chance to name stuff as just constantly drunk on meat or out of their minds, just <laughs> eating everything they discover and just like, mm, yes, we'll call this one a hair because it has hair. You know, okay, so I had to go on a internet search to look at uh, etymology and things of words because this is really gonna bug me so it's funny because if you do oxford oxford is just like a kitten it's small it's a young cat it's a baby cat that's it uh or a stout furry gray and white moth the caterpillar of which resembles that of a puss moth okay so that's hmm. not helpful at all but miriam <laughs> webster comes in and she is saying a young cat also an immature or young individual of various other small animals yeah. Okay, Miriam. Thank you for helping me get there. Speaking of etymology, uh, mad as a March hare is a saying derived from the hare's behavior during mating season. So both male and female hares will box each other as they try to secure a mate. So males will box each other, like jump up. And like you can actually see photos of these things where they look like they're boxing, like they're boxers. Uh, and males will fight each other to compete for a female, and females will beat up males that they do not want to mate with. So if a male's like, "Hey, Listen. baby," and she's not having any of it, she will she will beat him up. Take him back the night, sister. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So in terms of like what you're probably thinking of when you hear bunny, or you think about the 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 Easter bunny or Peter Rabbit is rabbits and not hares. And there are many species of wild rabbit, but we've also domesticated rabbits. So there are over 30 species Whoa. of rabbits in the world and hundreds of breeds of domesticated rabbit. So there, there's, a, there's a lot of buns. They're like, I'm quickly browsing through all these photos. It feels like I have seen all these versions of different bunnies, but it never connected to me that they were different. I thought they were just like personality differences <laughs> of the same species. You know how like like one it's one bunny comes out with really long hair because it's really mm -hmm. into uh, being style be, styling, and one just comes out real chunky. 
Its mother was a beauty queen and was she was ready. <laughs> she was ready. I mean, a lot of the different breeds of, of rabbits are from one species, so you can compare it to breeds of dogs. So like a chihuahua versus a Great Dane. They come out they're they're genetically different, but they are all the same species. One species. They are okay, all dogs. okay. Yeah. But we are going to talk more about bunnies and how Yay. the how the gosh dang bunnies work, uh, including why they eat their own poop. When we get back from a very quick break. Ew. <laughs> Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast growing health and wellness industry with an education that empowers communities. Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. And we are back, and it's my favorite time of the day. It's time to talk about rabbit digestive systems. You excited? Uh, I feel like I'm on this Frizzle school bus, and I'm ready to take a journey through the rabbit digestive system. Let's go, class, inside the <laughs> rabbit. I can't believe you had a Miss Frizzle on deck. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> Stunning. Let's get the magic school bus inside of the rabbit's poop and get eaten by the rabbit. Yay, let's go. (laughs) Arnold's like, I knew I should have stayed home today as he's embedded in rabbit crap. Listen, Arnold, on that day, I agree with you. I always agree with Arnold. Look, I, I, I love science, but I agree with Arnold that it's weird to like go get small and go inside a human body and that there's probably a lot of things that could go wrong there. Do we think that was a HIPAA violation? Because it's a student's body, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, gotta be child right. Child is sick, and she exposes all these children to the sickness by going directly into the child. 
as a parent, you know, I would have some concerns. I would have yeah, to go I, down to the school and have a discussion. I can't really think of a worse HIPAA violation. Was this included on the field trip <laughs> information slip? You know, your parents signed a permission <laughs> slip for you to go on the field trip. Was yeah. were these details included? I don't think so. Yeah, no. I mean, like there was an episode where she shrunk all the kids down to go see salmon spawning, and they went inside <laughs> salmon eggs. And a male salmon went and released sperm all over them. That was oh, a real episode. My goodness. That's a little t- up too close and personal, Ms. Frizzle. <laughs> well, what did you do to- in school today, Arnold? Well, <laughs> a fish <laughs> all over me. It was, it was foul, but it happened. It was for science, and I have to live with that now. Scientifically. And now I go to <laughs> therapy. Thanks. Uh, oh, my God. But yeah, let's let's. Go inside of a rabbit's digestive system. So rabbits are herbivores and they eat grasses, weeds, and other vegetation. Rarely would they eat something like a carrot, although they appreciate such a thing. So they do need a real tough digestive system to be able to break down cellulose. And so what this means is, you know, sometimes they got to eat their own poop. So cows and other ruminants will chew their cud. They will regurgitate partially digested fermented food to be rechewed and re-ingested to break down that tough grass. So rabbits are similar. Rabbits are coprophages, which means they eat their own duties, uh, but it's a special duty. So they do poop out normal pellets. Those are those hard, round poops you find on your lawn. But they also poop out special cecotropes, cecotrophs, or poop that is similar to cow cud in that it is semi-digested food that needs to be re-digested in order to extract all the nutrients. So, yeah. It's wild, A, that they know to do that. I feel like humans, we need a lot of science to be like, oh, you know what? I have to re-eat this to digest it fully. (laughs) I make sure I got all the nutrients necessary. Yeah, I mean, you got to uh, be Matt Damon levels of science and be on <laughs> Mars and be like, I got to turn my poop into potatoes. potatoes. Help me, NASA. It's necessary for survival on yeah. this red planet. Um, I am mystified. Okay. Okay. Is this because now I, I'm I'm thinking about my puppy and she likes to eat grass. She yeah. loves she loves grass and leaves, and so I'm constantly pulling on her and being like, no, that's not – I pay so much money for you to eat actual food. Um, please don't do this. But, like, so my cousin was like, well, maybe she has a stomach ache. My – her vet, I guess, told her that dogs eat grass to, like, help themselves. And I was like, I don't – is that true? Uh, Yeah, sometimes – so by eating grass, they can help, like, pass things through their digestive system. So it kind of, like – adds more fiber and it kind of supercharges the digestive system. What? Sometimes it helps them vomit as well if they need to. But I have a suspicion that sometimes dogs just enjoy the flavor of grass. So it might not necessarily be a medical issue. I'd say like if there's anything else going on wrong, like if if, uh, she's trying to eat it in excess or she's not Mm -hmm. eating a regular food or she has uh, sort of irregular poops or or diarrhea or anything that might be something to look into, but she might just enjoy the flavor. That's I think it's a flavor thing for her for sure. We've had our early digestive scare, which all puppy owners tell me is an essential part of having puppy. 
um, is early, especially because she's a pit mix, and so they have all kinds of crazy digestive issues. I've derailed our show from talking about bunnies. <laughs> but, but, but she does, like, yeah. So it's, animals are wild to me Um, I because I feel like I have to read Google to tell me if anything's going on. I'm like, that's kind of weird. What does Google say about what's happening to my body? And for animals to just be like, no, I just got to eat that poop again. So yeah. I get all its nutrients. Like, I won't eat this poop, but I will eat that poop. The special poop. <laughs> Magical. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's one way to describe poop eating. <laughs> uh, so other cool rabbit adaptations that keep them alive is how fast they are. So this is definitely a true thing. The stereotype is true. These rabbits do get very fast. So rabbits and hares are built for speed with huge back legs and feet. So brown hares can reach speeds up to 50 miles per hour or 80 kilometers an hour. Damn. This is about as fast as a lion and faster than a greyhound or a tiger. So so they are very hard to catch. Goes fast. also... Street legal. Crazy. <laughs> Just doing donuts. Doing donuts <laughs> in like an old Pep Boys uh, parking lot. Yeah. They can also jump very big. Big jumps. So that's, if you think rabbits can jump big, that's true. Actually, jackrabbits are real good at this. They can jump over nine feet or three meters in a single bound. And the record for a jackrabbit's jump is about 20 feet or six meters, we which need is an animal Olympics. I just I'm don't hearing. know. Like, I feel like this jackrabbit might have juiced, you know, <laughs> they That's test them. That's got to be what, like six times their body length? Roughly? Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. I, I think I, did they test this jackrabbit for, for juice for putting the juice in, you know? I don't know I, I what's think, in his system, but I'm impressed. Yeah. The rabbit doping scandal. <laughs> uh, and hearing, they have those large ears and they yeah. do help them hear. So these large ears allow them to funnel in sound from far away. And they can move their ears independently to be able to zero in on sounds. And they can reposition them while they are fleeing so that they can be more aerodynamic. So if you have big ears a problem would be like hey if i got to run you know these ears are going to be like spoilers they're going to get in the, the they're going to slow down they're going to create drag so they can fold those down over their heads so that as they are running they are still aerodynamic um and joel you had an extremely intelligent thought about rabbit ears which is yes. that uh that maybe they do something else other than hearing they, they help do keep them cool. Yes, exactly. So for helping with thermoregulation. So hares, those big old ears, uh, often live in hot climates. And they use their giant ears as air conditioners in the extreme heat of the desert. And it's for the exact it's the exact mechanism that you guessed, Joel, which is that they have a large surface area, a lot of these branching veins, and it helps cool down their blood. Meanwhile, rabbits in colder regions have to rely on smaller ears. So Mm. because they don't want to lose body heat, even if a bigger ear might be able to hear better, they have to optimize for the smallest ear possible to still hear predators while not losing too much body heat. And yeah, their hearing is excellent. They can hear a much wider range of sounds than humans. 
uh, they can hear many more high-frequency sounds than we can. So while we can actually hear some lower-frequency sounds that, that rabbits can't hear, uh, they're still picking up a greater total of frequencies than us because they have so many more high-frequency sounds that they can hear. And they have a 360-degree range of vision due to the position of their eyes on either side of their head. So you can typically tell a prey species from a predator species just based on the location of their eyes. So if an animal has eyes on the side of its head, uh, that is usually a sign that they are prey species because they are optimized for a wide angle view to detect any threat coming towards them. Whereas front facing eyes can help you see with greater precision and depth perception, but with a narrower field of view, which is helpful when you are hunting, but less helpful uh, when you're trying to avoid being snuck up upon by predators. And so a rabbit's main strategy for escaping predation is running away, speed. Sometimes they'll freeze if they don't think they've been detected yet so that they can just kind of, you know, like the kids in Jurassic Park, just try to stay still. Rabbits who are social and live in warrens will often warn each other of danger. So they will use their big back legs to thump the ground, which sends out a... Yeah, thumper, exactly. Sends out a powerful uh, vibration and a resonant sound that will warn the other bunnies that they got to get back in the warren and hide. But if all else fails, they will fight back. They are not pacifists. So Yes, this is what I've been waiting for. How (laughs) do rabbits enter the arena? What is their theme song music? What is their weapon of choice? They Well, they fill a sock full of bricks. No. They have uh, powerful back legs that, while they are mainly for running away, they can deliver quite a kick, and they do Mm. have claws. So being able to do a really powerful kick and having long claws means they can actually do some good damage. They can can, uh, mess up a predator. If you have a cat, uh, sometimes a rabbit can really hurt a cat with these claws. So they also have long, powerful teeth, which typically are used to tear through tough vegetation, but they will also eagerly use these in a fight for their lives. So Mm. they will do whatever they can to avoid becoming dinner. Uh, And yeah, I mean, they are not as cute as they are. They're certainly not helpless prey animals. And they are tasty. So it's good that they have some defenses because... Otherwise, that's how you end up stew. <laughs> well, as Bugs Bunny knows, yeah, you you think you're taking a hot bath, but then they start adding in carrots, mm-hmm. and you're like, wait a minute, I'm the soup. <laughs> that always freaked me out as a kid when Bugs Bunny was like in a boiling pot, and he's like, oh, what smells so good? Oh, yeah, it's me, my boiling flesh. <laughs> oh, no, I'm a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Despite all of their amazing adaptations, most wild rabbits have a fast and tough life, living on average only about a year in the wild. Yeah, this is due to predation and rough conditions. They can live longer, but yeah, on average, uh, there is a pretty high mortality rate. Domesticated rabbits, on the other hand, can live to be around 10 years, with the oldest domesticated European rabbit living 18 years. Whoa, okay, we have to pause and say, are humans capable of doing one good thing for animals 
amazing. I mean, I, it is incredible to me that, like, by being domesticated, they live longer, some may say healthier, happier lives. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, they... Not that all rabbits should enter domestication. <laughs> right, but it's interesting because I think it's it's not necessarily just genetics. I think it's because they are cared for. So being in captivity and having the risks of predation and the their environment such that they have access to food like that definitely increases their lifespan so uh, that's good news for people who have a rabbit as a pet bad news for people who impulsively bought a rabbit as a pet and now you have uh, something that can live up to 18 years so again research research pets before you get them also that, that means that the rabbit can smoke right no 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 wait no 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 that's not no. right no it's not drinking either no, no, you can't. No, no liquor. Uh, you don't want a rabbit with cirrhosis. That's just sad. Right. But uh, the rabbits could sign up for the military. They can. They right. Can. At 18 years old. And right. they can vote. So, you know, get a tri- right. patriotic bunny. Exactly. Yeah. They'll yeah. probably only get one election in, though. That's, <laughs> that's a wrap. Make their vote count. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. So now we are going to talk about some incredible bunny species and breeds. We are just, they, I love bunnies. (laughs) They're so cute. They're so interesting too. So this is a rabbit that we've actually talked about on the show before, but I cannot 
do a rabbit episode without mentioning. This is the Amami rabbit. It is the most ancient species of rabbit in the world. It is endangered and found only on two small Japanese islands. Amani Amani Oshima and Tokunoshima. So they are black and they look like kind of like an almost rabbit. Like if you imagine like what would a prehistoric rabbit look like? I think these kind of fit the bill. They have shorter ears and less pronounced hind legs. But they're definitely starting to get that classic rabbit shape. It looks like a miniature kangaroo. I'm not going to lie. With like a longer snout. It's got like a very, those very round body. Like, yes, the legs and back are larger. Little tiny front hands. Oh, my God. Yeah, it does look marsupial-like. And I think what's interesting about that is that marsupials diverged from uh, other mammals really early on. And so this being a really ancient species of rabbit it has that kind of marsupial look which it shares with other really old species of animals and yeah that that is a really interesting observation it's nifty looking so now let's talk about the biggest bunny in the world the biggest bunny who's the biggest bunny so the largest rabbit in the world is actually a domesticated species. It is the oh. Flemish giant rabbit. Oh, my God. I want to <laughs> snuggle it. I want to boop that snoot. Want to boop the snoot? It's a big snoot to boop. It so is. it is a breed of domesticated European rabbit. And they weigh around 15 pounds, which is almost oh, 7 kilograms, God. but... Record holders can weigh over 20 pounds or 10 kilograms. Wow. The longest rabbit ever recorded is a Flemish rabbit, and it reaches over four feet long or 1.3 meters from the tip of their little boopable snoot to the back of their legs. That is a big bunny. It's a big bunny. Oh, my God. But also the fur is luxurious. Like, if you've seen, like, mink or, like, a chinchilla before, it's giving me those vibes. I bet, oh, God, I bet it's so just great to pet. (laughs) Oh, hold on, scratch this little head. Oh, my God. They're also very, apparently, quite docile in terms of pet rabbits. So they tolerate being held pretty well. If you can lift the ding thing, look at that chonkster. Okay, so obviously more research is required, but I am definitely looking into the Flemish giant (laughs) rabbit. What a baby. If you have the budget for a billion carrots. (laughs) Well, now let's talk about the smallest buns in the world. The teeny buns. The little baby buns. So the smallest bunny in the world is a wild species called the pygmy rabbit. Found in North America. Uh, On average, they weigh just under a pound. So about 375 to 500 grams. They have a maximum body length under a foot around 24 centimeters. And when I'm talking about body length, I mean, like, if you stretch out the bunny, like you hold hold the bunny under the belly and, you know, the bunny's all kind of like stretched out um, it, from like the tip of their nose to to their butt area. That's how long they get. But if they're once when they're in that kind of classic, like little bunny sitting position, you can just if you hold out both your hands and cup them, you could plop that rabbit right in there. Oh, and hold my it. God. Like a little scoop of ice cream. (laughs) The smallest domesticated rabbit is the Netherland dwarf rabbit. And it's just a hair bigger than the pygmy rabbit, Mm -hmm. pun intended. I'm 
I'm a mean person. I um, love it. <laughs> it is a teeny tiny little thing with short ears and round bodies. They this could not survive in the wild. No. <laughs> <laughs> just looking at it i'm like you need humans to yeah. help you because otherwise death oh it's my like god the, it's the pug of like the rabbit world it is this little tiny oh squishy my baby my heart is melting looking at although <laughs> the is i'm not it's all white with like a red and yellow eye i'm not gonna lie that one looks kind of demonic but then there's this other one that's really fluffy with the yes. gray and the cheekies oh my god yeah, they're both. Those are both uh, Netherland dwarf rabbits. Just one is a um, all white coat, and the other one is a longer haired gray coat. And yeah, very cute. Wanna wanna kiss kiss his little nose. Oh uh, <laughs> and so they have very short, petite ears, but the biggest ears get quite big. So oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> So the domesticated species called or domesticated breed called the English lop has the biggest ears and a record holder has ears over 30 inches or 79 centimeters long. So I feel like if you put this rabbit in like a cartoonish, you know, sling and then like try to launch it, I think it'd get a bit of air. Okay, you know that song, do your ears hang low? Do they wobble to the crow? Can you tie him in a knot? Can you yep. tie him in a bow? This He can tie his in a bow. Yeah. Okay, they must trip over them. I they know. They drag on the floor. What Did did we do this to them? Did we breed them because yes, we thought we it was did. adorable? We are monsters. We are. Also, it's so cute. <laughs> this, is, this is how I feel about... Uh, purebred dogs as well it's like oh cute but we're also monsters they're horrible but oh my god <laughs> you can't even see one of these bunnies for all of their ears i, I know. see a little nose and then just its ears draped around it that's the record holder oh my god and i'm sure oh the care god. that you have to do for those ears is just intense yeah, yeah. you know and- and it's not like you can tie them. It's not like you have long hair. Like, I'll just tie these back for the day. Because that's got to be painful no. on their little joint things. <laughs> oh, no. Put them oh in a little God. towel. Tie them up in a towel. No. You yeah, you got it. This you is gotta... a rich luxury people brand of bunny. They have money like a time. servant for their bunny's ears yeah. specifically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a special caretaker deals with this bunny. <laughs> but I do Call enjoy in the bunny butler. The bun butler. <laughs> The longest fur is, of course, Angora rabbits. Ooh. They are ridiculous poofball. The record holder is a bunny, an Angora rabbit who has fur over a foot long or 36 centimeters long. Just That's... look like a Star Trek Tribble, this thing. Uh, yes, it does. It looks exactly like a Star Trek Tribble. I want to blow dry its hair. I want to put it in a Pantene Pro-V commercial. Take it out. <laughs> bounce it around. Like, oh my god. It's yeah, luxurious. It, its face just becomes subsumed by the fur. Like, I can't even see the bunny face barely. Because it it's just, just getting... It's just, it's just all fluff. <laughs> and I actually got this really lovely listener email about Angora bunnies that I would Ooh. like to share with you from someone who owns Angora bunnies. Um, so... This is from Kayla, who writes to me. I got to share some bunny facts with you. This is my two-year-old satin angora rabbit. 
Oh. She is my emotional support animal and has superpowers in her wool. When I first got her, I consumed so many bun facts that I thought you might enjoy. I've included pictures of her post-sharing and just loafing around. Buns love loafing. And Joelle, I have show, shared with you the picture of this incredible bun with the incredible buns. Like the little bunny tushy, just a poof. I really like its little tushy. It's so big. I It has the embers a perfect name because it's like an uh, ombre sort of brunette redhead sort of vibes going on gorgeous your your beautiful. bunny is very gorgeous yes you have a beautiful bunny you have a beautiful bun and i, I don't mean that in a weird way no but kayla wrote a bunch of bunny facts that i do want to share with you guys because i think these are really fascinating so kayla writes rabbit wool is the strongest and warmest wool available it is arguably the softest and a little goes a long way in keeping you warm amazing mm-hmm. And, oh, with Angora, like, they don't, uh, this is my note, I'm saying this, like, with Angora sweaters and stuff, they they shear the rabbit like they do with um, sheep, so it's not it's not rabbit skin, it's just the, the wool, okay. the fur. That makes me feel better. Yes. The best, and then Kayla writes, the best way to shear a bun is not to trim, which I did, gosh, it was hard, but to brush and pluck during one of their four sheddings per year. Plucking does not hurt the bun when the fur is already detached. It just helps them get that wool off of their new coat. So that's interesting. So you're just kind of brushing them out and you're getting wool by petting them. <laughs> I love that. It's it's like soothing for you, helps the bun, yeah. and you get a product afterwards. Love that's that. Trifecta. I think that's the tr- that's also the case for the case for yaks, maybe. I think with like a uh, yak hair, uh or some, I'm think might be thinking of some other big hooved fuzzy animal, but I think with okay. yak hair, you you have to collect it by just brushing them. You don't shear them or anything. You go, um, or like they leave clumps behind because they're shedding, and you go and collect the clumps. Uh, yeah, I guess these angora rabbits do shed quite well. Which I guess if you're gonna own one, you better be prepared. Listen, get your dustbuster ready. They've got special pet vacuums. Mm-hmm. A literal godsend. They just get all of it up and they're not going to die on you, which is what you need. I really wish I, uh, man, it just sounds very therapeutic to be like, I'm just going to brush my animal for a little bit. And now we have and a knit a sweater. Wool, right. And then we'll just spin that wool up and make a cozy little sweater. And my life is peaceful. Uh. And everything that I own gives back to me in other ways. Oh, now, God. I just want to go to a bunny farm now. I'm going to live on a self sustaining farm. <sighs> Yeah. Everything breeds new things. <laughs> a, go on a bun farm and then make little sweaters and then put the sweaters on other bunnies. Yes, yes, uh, yes. So uh, Kayla also continues, some angoras can spin their shedding wool right off of them. There's YouTube videos showing off this cool technique. What? Bunnies even enjoy settling down or napping while being plucked or spun because you're doing them a huge favor. So... I imagine when she says, say, like, talks about plucking, you're just, you're very gently, like, pulling on the fur so the loose stuff comes out. Right, right. And so they can, like, spin it right off the rabbit and they, they're chill about it because it's like you're heavy. Oh, man. I know it's been so long in pandemic, but once, uh, once we all get our vaccines and get out of here, like, going yes, to yes. the hair salon and having them wa- mm. brush your hair and wash your hair, ah, uh, I miss it. I love it. Uh, 
it I have been really, really good about my quarantine. Like if I, I can't mess around and a lot of different blahs in my body. But the way I miss my salon and my stylist, I was emailing her and I was like, so talk to me again about procedure. How are you <laughs> doing hair? How can I be there and get this color correct? Because, you know, a year and a half, is my color is now on my ends. Everything else is my natural color. I have to reemerge into society. I can't wait. These bunnies, I'm envious. <laughs> Kale also writes that angoras must be brushed regardless of care style. Otherwise, the buns can get wool blocks in their tummies. Oh, Since no. Bunnies can't vomit or process these blockages. They can enter GI stasis. And this oh, is no. apparently lethal. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you got if you get an angora, you got to brush your bun. Okay, you got to brush your bun. Make sure you take care of your rabbits, your little bunnies. Right. Uh, but I really, oh, man, oh, man, do I wish I had to, like, just brush a bunny as, like, <laughs> this is part of its care. This isn't even for brush me. Brush your bun. Yeah. No, Ugh. this is a medical procedure. I'm a doctor. I'm a bunny doctor, and I'm brushing this bunny. Okay, you don't even know. He could face life-threatening things if I do not brush him. This bunny needs 20 cc's of brushies <laughs> staff. <laughs> Kayla also writes that bunnies purr. When content or happy, they softly Stop. grind their teeth, making a little purring noise. Very cute. Ugh. They also honk, but they us that's usually during courtship. Wow, horny honking bunnies uh, grinding their little teeth together when they're, when they're purring. Amazing. I thought we had reached peak cuteness, and then I learned that bunnies purr, and now I live in a new age. It's a new yeah. day. Yeah, and so Kayla says, those were some fun bun facts. They were really cool to learn about. I hope you enjoy my baby, Ember. She has a red coat, so she's extra special since that's a rare coloration. Thank you, Kayla, so much for your email. I also agree having uh, red hair is very special and great. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I am uh, Kayla. Thank you. If Thank you've you. really improved my life with these facts. Ember is a diva. She's beautiful. She is gorgeous. I love that her. That tail, man. It's a uh, butt, glorious. though. It's glorious. A little puffy bunny butt. Well, I think we've done it. I think we have yeah. explored the world of bunnies just in time for the bunny season. Um, and yeah, did you enjoy a trip down Cottontail Lane or wait, what? Here comes Peter Cottontail. Cottontail yeah. The rabbit Hopping trail. Down Hop. the bunny trail. Hippity hop. Hippity hop. Easter's on its way. way. Do -do 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 -do. Eating all his poopy poops. Do -do 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 oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Ah, I did. I did have a lot of fun. Um, I love rabbits. Uh, my favorite book coming up was uh peter cottontail i read it a lot oh. beatrice knew what she was doing with her cute little bunnies oh, beatrice and human Potter, a legend she was aware she was legendary aware. amazing uh, her illustrations amazing so pretty i'm going to try to resist adopting a bunny <laughs> as i think my pit would you know think food um, so, and i don't want that would be the worst thing ever oh no now i'm sad again <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can the people find you? Oh, man. Thank you for having me back, Katie. I miss doing this show and learning all the adorable animal facts. Um, my name is Joelle Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joelle Monique. 
That's J-O-E-L-O-E-M-O-N. I-Q-U-E. Um, I'm over at Fake Doctors, Real Friends. We're slowing down production a bit there as the guys head back to work. But we're still having a lot of fun recapping every episode of Scrubs ever. Um, yes. Uh, an undertaking. And I have a new podcast coming out in May. It is a Star Wars podcast. <gasps> it's called The Black Side. It's me and Donald Whoa. talking Star Wars <gasps> once a week where we break down a classic movie. Maybe we're going to look at some of the TV shows, reading some of the comics and the books, like interviews with the authors. It's a good time. Oh, my God. Um, Amazing. So come check us out on May the 4th. Are there bunnies in Star Wars? You know, I can't tell you that right now. But <laughs> there are, listen, there are very cute animals in Star Wars. And after this uh, little interview here, uh, I'll give you some inside Star Wars scoop Ooh. that I picked up the other day. I'm getting juicy inside details <laughs> that you guys can't hear. Suck it, everyone. Sorry, I don't mean that. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find the podcast on the internet at Creature Feature Pod on Instagram, at Creature Feet Pod on Twitter. That's F-E-A-T, not F-E-E-T. That is something very different. Uh, and you can send me your bunny pictures or whatever, any pets, any question, any comments to CreatureFeaturePod at gmail.com. And I'm Kate Golden. You probably knew that, but here it is again. And thank you so much. If you want to leave a rating or review, uh, that actually really helps. And I read them all, and I really appreciate that. Uh, so uh, thank you, everyone, who have reviewed the podcast. I've read it all. It makes me happy. It warms my, my little rabbit heart. And thanks to the Space Cossacks for their super awesome song, Ex Illumina. Creature Feature is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the ones you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or hey, guess what? Wherever you listen to your favorite shows, check out Joelle's new podcast. Coming out yeah. soon. Sure. Uh, yeah. And listen, have, 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 a happy, have a happy April. Hey, let's do it. <laughs> Bye, guys. See you next Wednesday. Do, 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 do. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.